Dr. Barry Taylor. He is the creator of the renowned Love Your Body program with, um, with Luke Taylor and the author of the book Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health and Healing, and a regular guy here on WTPL, The Pulse. Welcome to Kale & Company, Dr. Barry. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to hear your voice. Thank you. My pleasure. I um I am not overly familiar up till this point of your work, but I can tell you the what I've uh, the quick study I've done overnight. I am like just want to know more of what I can do to stay healthy in my uh, we'll say later years. Not too oh. late, but you but know you're never years. too never too old to get healthy, right? Never too old to be curious to and be embrace curious. life as the delicious opportunity that it is. I like that. And certainly radio lets us do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, and so does, so does makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I got my mascara on. But, I'm, but on a, a um, more serious note, I want to make good use of the minutes we have with you today. Okay. Um, we were trying to decide a topic, and you let me pick a topic about the hormone health. And I know that's, um, that's addressed in your book, Love Your Body, and you've talked about it with um, Half Hour to Help with Dr. Stephanie. And I was just curious about um, hormone health in seniors. And right. I'm thinking, what seniors? 70 and older? Is that the definition now? Well, I don't know. Unfortunately, I mean, you know, are you 40 going on 70 or 70 going on 40? Right. I, I, I mean, right. so I, I don't know what the definition of... Getting older is mm-hmm. and accumulating wisdom so that you're looked at as a respected elder. <laughs> yeah. I don't part, think I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, but p- part of my work is is people um, putting off certain things. Um, I'll do that when my kids graduate high school. I'll do it when my kids graduate uh, college. Or I'll mm-hmm. do that when I retire. And then they don't realize that the habits they have in their 30s and 40s and 50s how many people do we know that are in their 60s and 70s and live freely? Mm. So I have a certain passion for aging elegantly um, and upping our chances of letting go of this bodysuit in our sleep because the um, financial expense and the time expense of most people having to attend to their body oh, in their right. 60s and 70s and 80s yeah. is, I don't know, it's, it's normal. But it doesn't have to be that way. I never thought so, about the time you use being laid up or going to, you know, yeah. get prescriptions or going to the doctor. That never yeah. occurred to me. And ta- time yeah. is the most valuable thing we have. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I mean, you know, there's a certain adolescent kind of, and then there's a state of mind. And then people in their 20s and 30s, and they're working hard and bringing up their families and Having practiced for 40 years, uh, unfortunately, I see so many people in their 50s and 60s and 70s, mm. the arthritis and the colitis and the poor memory and the poor concentration and the heart symptoms and the weight and the postmenopausal and all of that is not just, well, what could I do to help alleviate the symptom? The whole process becomes a burden, the mm. whole dynamic becomes like, I thought I could go on a cruise, or I thought I could go camping, or I thought I'd go visit my grandchildren. And the bad news is, is that a lot of people in their later years Mm. are very limited by what they didn't know. So we can, you know, drill down on an important piece, 
we could do another six or ten programs on yeah. other pieces of aging elegantly. I do a whole wellness series on aging elegantly. But you would, you know, put out something, and I said, okay, Ella, sounds great, because <laughs> hormones are a piece. Well, you know, the reason I... Miss. Yeah, and, and I never thought of, like, especially insulin being a hormone. I only ask, because I have aging parents. They're in their early 80s. Mm-hmm. My, my in-laws are approaching their 90s. Mm. And I... Um, and I just wonder, this whole hormone, especially this topic you have about the adrenal burnout, mm-hmm. and how did like how do you take a person who maybe is, say, 80, 85 years old, and I and you just see them as this cranky, obstinate person who seems to have erratic behavior and won't eat and doesn't want, you know, is, won't go to the doctor, all that classic symptoms, we'll call him my dad, you know? Um, and how much of it can be because... The chemistry of their body has so radically changed, even over, say, from age age eighty to eighty five. But we don't even think it's chemicals. We are just saying, oh, they're just a cranky old person who's just being obstinate. Um, that, so I was really curious about, you know, can the change in your hormones after, say, seventy, really start to affect your behavior in a way that people misinterpret? That was my big my big picture question. Um, or is it just I, coping I, with a, a, a history of bad health that makes you cranky and obstinate? Mm, you know, is it, many, is it, how, it is a circle. How many hours do we have on the show? Yeah, I know. So, we've got like, I don't know, we've so, got till 59. Yeah. So um, I, I think the question you're asking, you're, you're asking a couple of different questions. I mean, mm. one question is, it, it, it could, could somebody's being obstinate or stubborn, however loving they are, uh, be related to something that they were doing in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and then became cumulative. Yeah. If that's a question, the answer is emphatically, unhesitatingly, 100% yes. Okay. Atherosclerosis and hardening of the arteries is not just a heart condition. It's a brain condition. Mm. And your brain doesn't get enough oxygen. And with excess meat and excess dairy and all sorts of pollutants and toxins and living a normal, happy life, uh, people's <laughs> brains get concretized. No matter how smart, no matter how uh, empathetic and how well communicative they might have been at earlier in years, mm-hmm. there is a trajectory that I think you're pointing out that people can, you know, family and daughters and sons and spouses and close relatives can like that person's turning to a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they, they have their GP, their family physician, their nurse practitioner as loving and as deeply committed as they might have been, did not coach that person in a paradigm in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, in their 70s, to how can you live in your sunset years with a healthier brain? Now, the next question is, what can you do about it? And, And now I have to say, well, is that you as the wife or you as the daughter wanting to do something for your father, could be anybody, or is the father have enough awareness units left, or the mother, or the Mm. cousin, or whoever that elder statesman, statesperson is, are they making the request and saying, Dr. Taylor, or whoever, um, what might I do that might be able to mitigate 
the way I'm feeling. Let's not look at what I didn't do in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and last <laughs> yeah. decades. Right. But, but that's different than you and I feeling incredibly frustrated because our parents are losing more than their joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, our parents are they're not thinking like they did. You just asked me that five times. Right. And it's very hard for those of us on this side. It's, it's, it's a spiritual challenge mm. to be compassionate and accepting uh, when somebody's, th- their brain is actually too far gone. They're not asking. Okay. We'd like them to do something. But, you know, their memory, I mean, I, c- I could have done it when they were 68 or I could have done it when right. they were 74. Right. I could have done it. Here's the wonderful thing. If, if, if listeners don't remember anything I say in this particular segment, our body is an extraordinary miracle. And despite statistics, research, any medication, any herbal, any homeopathic, any, any magic voodoo or anything, the body's capacity to heal is way beyond what we understand. So if somebody's not taking their last breath, then it is amazing what somebody's, some person's body has the capacity to turn around. But that doesn't mean every 82-year-old can do it or every 86-year-old can do it or every 72-year-old can do it. Intention is important, and there are some extraordinary herbs and nutricidals and vitamins that are outside the allopathic model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have lots to learn. Uh, you know, when my parents were alive before they passed, I took my parents to a geriatric specialist here in Boston, and and he was wonderful. I loved him. He he was he was better than great. But there was a whole world that when I would say, "What about this?" or "What about this?" some things we may get to in the show. You know, he had no idea what I was talking about. Okay. You know, all, all he knew was drugs. So and, that, and well, I mean, that's there's so many good practitioners out there, and then you have other practitioners who just fall into the simple traditional medicine. They know there's little they can do, and it's kind of just I don't know, placating the patient or just a band aid sort of thing, like take this hormone pill yeah. or it's oh right. it's old age, just accept it, and yeah. it's frustrating. And then they the your loved one goes back to their assisted living or their senior housing eating the traditional sad diet. And you, oh, you mean, I can see where a caregiver is like, what do I do to help this person feel better? I know if they, I know my father or my loved one, if they would follow Dr. Barry's, you know, program would feel great, but how can they do it in their bubble, the bubble that right. they live in their last, say, right. 20 years? Yeah. Well, that's the frustration I, I, I have. I, I've like, been wow. around this block not yeah. dozens, more than hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Asian proverb is a journey of a thousand miles begins with a couple of small steps. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Barry's program does not have to look like a total makeover. Mm. You know, the question is, is somebody open to the possibility that their GP, who let's wave our magic wand, who they love yes, and they trust, now, there are some wonderful, phenomenal internists and geriatric specialists and oncologists and doctors of all shapes and sizes who have MD after their name, mm-hmm. who are open to the world that I teach in, that I guide and coach people in. And there are a lot of docs in that, I'm going to call it, allopathic model, that disease management model, yeah. where the way they're wired up, their ego says, 
if what Dr. Barry is saying is true, I would have been taught it in medical school. <laughs> right. Or they say, um, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Have him send me the research. Yeah. Well, with all due respect, that's not my job. I'm not I'm not a researcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm very, very sensitive to how I can guide people slowly at whatever age they are. I certainly have had families where somebody's been in assisted living or somebody's been in a nursing home. And maybe the children were my patient. Maybe they heard me somewhere. You know, I'm blessed. I have patients from over 40 states and do a lot of work with Zoom and phone. So everybody's different. Um, and, and um, you know, some people I write something up and, you know, do this, and this is not common, their ability to follow those guidelines and those suggestions is rather remarkable. But the vast amount of people from 15 to 95, it's a small step process because yeah. the wiring and the conditioning, even if their memory and concentration is intact, is... Uh, how come my doctor didn't tell me this? I mean, who is this guy yeah. who wrote this book? Yeah. So I have to be careful to not get my ego involved, <laughs> uh, which yeah. it is from time to time, I'm sure. I'm not a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just be as generous as I can. And as, you know, I'm an educator as much or more than I am a physician. And say, read that chapter in my book or here's an article. Let me send you this. And, and I really appreciate that your doctor doesn't know this, but your doctor does know. I'm going to come back to your doctor knows a ton of stuff I don't know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But my role is more as a health coach in the world of health promotion. I have people with cancers and arthritis and colitis and memory loss and arthritis and allergies and mild, moderate dementias and all sorts of things, but I'm looking at evaluating people as an individual part of the world of being a naturopath, which some naturopaths follow and some don't, is you always treat the person as an individual, don't treat the disease. So not everybody with dementia is going to need the same herb. Not everybody with arthritis, you know, go off this, that, or the other. Mm -hmm. But we are so wired, like nobody with arthritis should do tomatoes, and everybody, you know, should go off coffee. I mean, it becomes like... We're looking for the right religion. You know, mm-hmm. just tell me the dogma to believe in it. And exactly. I'll see if I can. That's what I want. Dr. Barry Taylor on Kale & Company on a Wednesday. Dr. Barry, thank you for staying with us. Good to be with you. We've been talking about hormone health in seniors. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I've, um, in the, what, nine minutes or so we have here, jumped the gun a little bit about why are hormones important? How can they affect how you think or feel? Well, um, you know, hormones are released by certain organs. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got hormones made by the pituitary. Um, We've got hormones made by the thyroid and the adrenals that sit on top of the kidneys. We've got uh, females who make hormones in the ovaries called sex hormones. We've got men who make hormones by their testicles. So hormones play lots and lots of roles related to thinking and moods. Just ask some women, unfortunately, in their 20s and 30s, three, four, five, ten days before their menstrual cycle and they're ready to flow, uh, mm-hmm. how you're feeling and, you know, what percentage of women 
have irritability or cranky or get downright angry or hypersensitive and crisly or have bloating or breast tenderness. I mean, and some woman will look at you and go, oh, my hormones can't wait to start flowing. So, you know, so there's a lot that's going on when people are earlier in years that their hormones may be working pretty well. Not all women have premenstrual symptoms. Um, And it's different as we get older. I don't know whether we're talking about people over 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, but I'm looking, as you know, those of us who are, quote, older, (laughs) of how many people do we know where, you know, their thought process is slower or their memory is just, well, you're older. Well, there's one of the belief systems that, let's not go down this track too much because I want to give some more facts here, Mm. that in the allopathic model, the one of the underlying foundational beliefs is as you get older, you're supposed to get sicker. Oh, mm-hmm. he's 60, 65. So you justify it. Right. Well, that's not really true. It's the decline has to do with a number of factors. One is that the poor eating finally catches up to somebody despite their phenomenal constitution or genetic tendencies. This person is Polish, or this person is German, this person is Irish, this person is Spanish or Italian, and has amazing genetic history. Well, but it finally caught up to them, whereas somebody else's genetic tree and lineage is not quite the same. So the nutrient intake can finally, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, really catch up. And then one of the ways the body is going to show more symptoms is hormonal. The mm. other is... Hormones are very chemical and environmentally sensitive. The studies related to pesticides and colors and red dyes and ketchup and all sorts of additives and preservatives that are related to breast cancer is, you know, not dozens, but dozens and dozens of research articles. So when the body's out of balance, um, there's a lot that is from hormones. Mm -hmm. So as The pituitary and circulation to the brain is not as good as it might be. Then there's a hormone called HGS, human growth hormone, not related to you growing another two, three, four inches. It is um, made by the brain. Well, that becomes lower and lower. And you can get a powder that I have some of my clients put in protein drinks and other kinds of things, and it helps with memory. You read a chapter in my book on adrenal exhaustion. When blood sugar is not steady, then it's not a clinical disease like Addison's or Cushing's disease, like MDs will talk about, well, you've got a disease. But Mm -hmm. a syndrome that some naturopaths, I'm one of them, is very sensitive to is to what degree does your blood sugar roller coaster? To what degree are you missing breakfast, you're missing lunch, you're eating on the run, you're having too much sugar, too much pot, too much alcohol, Mm -hmm. your allergies are really catching up to you. And now, years later, from the way you've been eating too much sugar or missing meals or alcohol or stress, you have what's called adrenal exhaustion. You read about that in my book. And adrenal exhaustion then might mean you need more B vitamins. And then the elder person, God, I could handle that stuff in my 40s or 50s. But now in my 60s and 70s, yeah, and somebody who's ignorant, maybe loving, maybe very right. smart in areas, yeah. might say, well, that's just they're old. But if I'm looking at their body, I might say their adrenals have less capacity to cope 
than when they did. And so now how about we give an herbal or we give some protomorphogen or some nutritional supplement where the, the thyroid or the adrenal can just work better. Okay. So and what about women, cutting out stuff, like cutting out, um, you know, certain white flour, sugar, the two big, you know, boogeymen of, of it, nutrition it, it, or, or it, com- it, meditation? Well, all of that can be helpful. Hmm. I mean, hormones are made by proteins, by essential fatty acids like barrage oil and fish oil. The technical term, a hormone is like a, a fat sandwich, just two fat molecules <laughs> with a protein in the middle. Yeah. So. Uh, Cutting out certain foods that one could argue, if you ate a little less white flour, you ate a little less uh, white sugar. But but some people, this has been going on for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and now they're 65 years old, just cutting out white sugar and white flour. Mm. If what they're asking me is, I need my sex life back. Uh, You know, Mm. my skin is Mm -hmm. sagging and I lost all the tone in my body. A man says, um, you know, I've just kind of like gained this five, 10 pounds. I look like I'm two or three months pregnant and, you know, I can't work out. Cutting out white sugar and white flour will be, God bless you, do that. But he's probably going to need some testosterone in a a transdermal cream or an herb called maca or something to, from the outside, stimulate his levels. Same thing for a woman who's 55, 60, and she's having hot flashes or night sweats or vaginal dryness or her sexual appetites in the toilet. You know, cutting out white flour and white sugar could be a good step, but it it probably is not going to be enough if one, two, three months later, they really want to kickstart their hormones, which are like, they're not, they're not working. Oh, okay, because I never think of those little, you know, the adrenal grins or anything like that. You've given us so much to think about, Dr. Barry Taylor. I appreciate you being with me. I, I'm sorry I have to leave it there, but I'm okay. sure we can continue the conversation later, you know, as we go through the holidays when you think about stress. Oh, my goodness. Excellent. So okay. you have a, have a pleasant uh, weekend, and thank you for being here on 1077 The Pulse. God bless you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Bye-bye.